Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Life, love, and liberty. It's Monica Matthews. Happy Tuesday to you. Super Tuesday. Corona Tuesday here in the state of Georgia. We have two confirmed cases. Began with one person who returned from a trip to Milan, Italy, and the other person in their household. So it is contained to one household, but come on. How long is that going to stay in one household? Governor Kemp was right on it yesterday, addressing it uh, with a presser along with... um, Health Commissioner Kathleen Toomey uh, and state officials affirmed or confirmed that Georgia's first cases of coronavirus disease, COVID-19, involving two residents of Fulton County, which is where I live. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I tweeted about it just this morning that it is here. Right. I want to take a moment to emphasize that Georgians should remain calm. We are ready to, for today. We've been pa- uh, preparing, as you know, for several weeks now. And so far, every development has um, come forward just as we expected it would. Okay, what are the developments, Governor? (laughs) You know, the press was asking, okay, so was this, what flight was this person on? Have people on the flight been notified? And granted, you know, Ms. Toomey was like, hey, we, we, you know, she wants us to believe that we're getting it almost in the same real time that they are, and they want to address it, you know, expediently. We knew we were going to have a case, and we, um, this is this couldn't have gone better as far as I'm concerned and the message to the public is still low risk uh, no local transmission going on and wash your hands and get a flu shot I'll keep saying that every time I see you I suspect we'll see other cases and I hope all of them go as smoothly as this did smoothly okay you know why she's saying it smoothly because the person who suspected they may have it contacted their doctor and the doctor ushered them in through a back entrance to see them so other patients were not exposed in the waiting room and fair enough that you know that that's a good thing uh but she's like you know wash your hands and get your flu shot well whatever you think about the flu shot that's a whole other show but as for me i'm thinking i don't want to introduce anything into my immune system during this already cold slash flu season that now i'm going to have to contend with that would, you know, your immune system, think of it as your border. <laughs> think of it as your militia standing at the border of your body. For all of you parents who took out your kids' tonsils, boy, I'm glad I didn't go down that road. Did you know that's your first line of defense, Mr. P? Yeah, to your one of them, to your immune other than your nostrils. Uh, your little nose hairs, <laughs> those things you guys start clipping when you hit about 50. When you don't need them, they grow. <laughs> <laughs> things don't grow yeah, well, <laughs> there's so much I can say about that, but I'm just going to move right along. How do you explain ear hair? Other than the fact that as you start losing your hearing, it's because of those teeny tiny little bitty ear hairs in there have dissipated. But how do you explain, like, you know, 
the flying spaghetti monsters that grow out of your ears as you get old. I don't know. Thankfully, women don't have that. We just grow beards in really weird places. <laughs> that random straggler hair that's like, you know, coming out of the middle of your neck. That your 23-year-old goes, Mom, you know, when you're standing in the sun and you're feeling really pretty about yourself, she's like, Mom, Mom, you have got the longest hair in the world. Like I could twirl it around my pinky finger growing out of your neck. <laughs> don't panic, though. Okay, speaking of panic, let's go back to the coronavirus. So here's the deal. When I saw the news last night in the presser, I was like, because I, you know, I I disconnect because we should, because I'm always encouraging you to, you know, take care of your immune system. One of the things that causes it to begin to break down is stress. There's only so much of this news cycle that we can take. You know, if this is an attack of Satan, this is a great opportunity because viruses are opportunistic. Here it is, Super Tuesday. The whole Democrat Party's up in arms. They know they don't have a candidate. There's not a snowball chance in hell of anyone on that ticket beating President Trump. It's just not going to happen. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not. Well, actually, I'm not sorry. I'm actually really excited about that. Four more years, okay? Um, but as I watched the press, the presser last night, and I realized that it was next door to me, like it's in my county, and likely someone who just traveled back from Milan is not living in a particular side of my county. I could be wrong. Call me racist. Call me a profiler. I'm just going to jump out on a limb. <laughs> Damn rich people. <laughs> you socialists are loving this. You brought the coronavirus back from Italy. Only rich people could do that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but I literally rolled over this morning going... That damn virus is like right down the street from me. Okay, so now am I like, am I laughing? Or is like, how much of this is a, is a laughing matter at this point? It occurred to me that this stuff isn't funny anymore. And it's funny because a lot of you were like, oh, yeah. And, and your, your little funny memes that you post on my Twitter feed and on Facebook and all of that. Of course, I've got my fingers all up in my eyes right now because I've got something in my eyeball. But I thought, okay. Well, this is, you know, fun fact. I want to go over some of the facts of this virus. Here comes your morning buzzkill. You ready? There's no vaccine. There's no cure. And up to date, I mean, as of right now, there are 3,130 deaths. I could have said there were upwards of 3,100 and climbing. I could have said there are over 3,000 deaths and climbing. But what about that 30th person? I think it's really easy in this day and age to become so calloused because we've been trained to be that way. And I'm telling you, I'm going to be a buzzkill, but you need to listen. Because when this crap comes to your state, no matter how you feel about it, please keep something in mind. I had a caller on Sunday, and without fail, if I'm going to have the moral superiors call into my show, they're usually going to come from Decatur, Georgia. <laughs> and I love them, all right? But they are really a, a very constant reminder of the simplicity of simply being compassionate and kind. These are the people you'll find driving around with, you know, what is it? What are those bumper stickers? It's just like we're all, we all, we coexist. That's it. 
coexist. And it's got like every belief under the sun, every gender, every belief, every kind of ideology. You know, this is my car, but your car should be mine. That whole mantra, that whole mantra. Right. Capitalism, bad, bad. Orange man, bad. I don't know that my listeners think that way because I I'm on a conservative talk station out of Atlanta, Georgia. But, you know, people do have a wide scope of thought and feeling on things like politics and life. And so this one lady calls in last Sunday and she's like, you know what? I think we should have a little compassion for people who are genuinely afraid. Who are really afraid of this virus. And she was front and center in my mind on my way into the station this morning as I was contending with, okay, I'm about to travel to Vegas this week, heading out to Deplorapalooza. You got to know being on an aircraft is probably not your safest place in the world to be, but hell, apparently being, you know, at my local grocery store might not be the safest place to be either or the gas station. No one knows how this is being transmitted at this point, person to person. You know, is it, uh, it's, it does actually live on surfaces for a little bit of time. We covered that on Sunday. So as you're touching things, you know, I mean, it's here, it's here. And so I thought, okay, well, what does that mean for me? In my family, I'm preaching, don't be afraid, run to Jesus, plead the blood of the cross, <laughs> all that stuff us good ministers from the South do. But no, all jokes aside, I was like Psalm 91, you know, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high, you know, neither pestilence that travels by day or night will come near your dwelling. And so it's like, what does it mean to dwell in the secret place of the most high. Well, that means you're dwelling within your peace. It means you're dwelling in his peace. And and I'm always preaching about fear and, and how much havoc it wreaks on your immune system and stress, being overly excited about everything, being disappointed. Do you know how many people are literally sick with broken hearts in this world? Your immune system's affected by grief by feelings that that we make fun of, that we take for granted, or that we don't allow ourselves to feel at all because we're tired of being policed by the feelings police on everything. Do you see how that works? I mean, we're like either over here or we're way over there. You know, people either feel so much that we actually have the rise of a socialist party in this country. That's feelings. That's not reason. That's not practical application of a prosperous life and liberty and justice for all. Those, that's a feelings ideology at its core. I mean, listen, I'm not the most eloquent political pundit on the airwaves. I don't care, but I'm going to tell you how it is. It's simple. I'm going to break it down because that's how I understand things. And after sitting across from people for eight years in ministry, what you realize is that we're all kind of the same. We all have the same crap, the same fears, the same phobias, the same stuff, the same unworthiness, the same, you know, self-aggrandizement. I mean, none of us are above any of the crap that each of us do, except for these freaking pedophiles. Every time I open my Facebook page, I've got 20 other white dudes or, you know, black dudes and friend chicks trafficking our kids, you know, or deans of colleges and these wackadoo people out in the, these hillbillies that, you know, they try. I mean, hello, fellas. 
if someone's saying, hey, I'm 13, do you want to meet at the QT? It's probably going to be a badass GBI agent that's not going to be 13. (laughs) I mean, just knock it off. Go get some help. It's an addiction. It's a sickness. Go get some help. Back to the secret place. The secret place is peaceful. The secret place is like, you know what? I know what the name of Jesus means. I know the authority that it holds. And listen, I'm not one of these Christians that's like, don't vaccinate. You know, just hole up in your house and pray. But I work it all, except for the flu vaccine. I'm just not convinced about that. Don't shake your head at me. My producer takes it every year. But my daddy, my dad's still in my head, y'all. He was 88. He was like, why would I get myself the flu? Okay, some of the symptoms to be aware of. Fever. I've heard this over and over and over again. High fever hits like a, a, just a Mack truck. like, And it just spikes through the roof. Fever. Cough. Shortness of breath, call your healthcare professional if you develop symptoms and have been in close contact with a person known to have COVID-19, or if you've recently traveled from an area with widespread or ongoing community spread COVID-19. What else? Gosh, pregnant women. Mm, You guys need to really uh, need to pay attention. Symptoms may appear 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you've been in China within the past two weeks and developed symptoms, call your Doctor. So I was listening uh, on the way in this morning. I think it appears that uh, your local uh, areas will begin to have uh, test kits as well. It's no longer just going to be, you know, stockpiled by the federal government. And for those of you who are making fun of the fact that I'm addressing this as though it's seriously, as though it's serious, because you're all caught up about who actually created it, well, I want you to tell that to the 3,130 victims families yep let's just send funny memes to them whether their loved ones were burned incinerated uh buried you know 20 times deep deeper into the earth i mean this is serious it just is it's serious no matter where it came from no matter you know how it got here it is serious all right the oh hold on the grocery stores are trying to prevent panic buying as coronavirus causes stockpiling which is true this is actually happening if you think we're nuts during like you know a snowflake storm here in the south i mean seriously um a food retail trade route published a guide to help retailers prepare for changes to customer shopping habits such as increased use of self-checkout or demand for food handlers uh, to wear masks so interesting uh, what are people stockpiling, Mr. P? We've got household items like hand sanitizer, face masks, and cases of bottled water. Now, the the uh, attorney general, ha- I mean the attorney general, the, um, <laughs> I've got A.G. Barr in my head, the uh, the good-looking black guy, <laughs> the, the health, hello, not the attorney general, not A.G. Surgeon general? Thank you. <laughs> that guy. No idea. Yeah, that guy. He's like, quit buying face masks. That was his actual admonition on Twitter. He's like, knock it off. We're not going to have enough face masks for actual health workers. What are you doing? Okay, but we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. 
So face masks are not going to save you. You know, it will save you keeping these things, these little, these 10 little digits out of your nostrils, and your eyeballs and your ears and any other place. So water, well, you guys are behind the times. I had stockpiled my water with my little five-year drops. Listen, I got a little bit of prepper in me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but water, yep. Okay, fine. What else? I mean, are we expecting? Listen, people aren't going to become zombies. They just drop dead. The people who have died, it's it's not pretty. And it's rather quick. So we need to be grateful for the country we live in with the health measures that we uh that we can uh that we can take here. All right, the president was on a roll last night with regard to Uncle Joe. For Sleepy Joe, he doesn't even know where he is, what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> or what office he's running for. Actually, I don't I honestly don't think he knows what office he's running for. And it doesn't matter. You know, maybe he gets in because he's a little more moderate, so maybe he gets in. But he's not gonna be running it. Other people are going to. They're gonna put him into a home and other people are gonna be running the country. And they're gonna be super left radical crazies. They're gonna be super left radical crazy. Joe's gonna be in a home. He'll be watching television. Everything will be just fine. The insanity of Washington Democrats is why millions of registered Democrat voters are joining our movement. They are joining our great Republican Party. <laughs> oh, I imagine Alyssa Milano may pay some lap visits. I don't know. That was the latest picture on Twitter yesterday with her very low-cut jumpsuit. I was like, oh, that's a little less me too there, Alyssa. You know, cover up the girls a little bit, girl. This is politics. I don't know. Anyway, so we've got Amy Klobuchar's out. We've got Uncle uh, Uncle Pete. Everybody's an uncle at this point. <laughs> Everybody's being bought off by the other side. We shouldn't have to choose between one candidate who wants to burn this party down and another <laughs> candidate late. who wants to buy this party out. Look, we can do better. We can do better. Well, what do you guys think is going to happen? I'd love to hear from you. What do you guys think? I love it. It's early. <laughs> the coronavirus is lurking. Um, I'd love to hear from you on my website. I have an open mic feature. I'd love to hear from you guys. You never leave me, you know, uh, without something to laugh about. But I, I'd love to know what you think about because I see you on Twitter. But it's but it's different whenever I hear your voice. Just keep in mind that I can use your voice uh, as I see fit. There's something else that I wanted to share with you that's coming up if you are in the Atlanta area. And even if you're not in the Atlanta area, if politics crosses state lines, so does helping children with childhood cancer and finding a cure for that this Saturday here in Atlanta, Georgia at 4 p.m. There's what's called the St. Baldrick's Head Shaving Event, all right? And you can go to my website page and find out, I'm sorry, my Facebook page and find out more about that at Monty Matthews, M-O-N-I-M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S, St. Baldrick's. So shaving off the hair, men and women, for a good cause and raising money. This particular group, the Spider Monkeys, uh, who is a listener and follower and friend of mine, friend extraordinaire, keeps me on my toes. Um, he has been a part of this particular group for a number of years, I believe yeah, six to eight years now, and they've raised over three-quarters of a million dollars for these little babies. So I can tell you, you know, having a chronically ill child uh, when she was younger, there's there's nothing that goes as far as just knowing that people care, even if it's $5, 
You know, you don't have to shave off your hair if you want to. That's great. But if you just want to donate to this cause, and I don't often ask you guys to do that because there are so many wackadoos in the world who want your money, um, including veterans, by the way. I have an interesting thing going on on my Twitter feed. I uh, look forward to interviewing both of these entities in the near future. Uh, but one, you know, raises money for vets, is a very well-known entity. The other entity is comprised of vets who vet others who say they're vets. <laughs> Did you follow that? So there are, believe it or not, there are individuals who will lie about such things as um, even being in the military at all, much less their stint in the military, how long they were in the military, what, what you know, campaigns they were a part of. They will lie about that. Um, and, you know, and some people who have served even a very little bit of time, maybe they did do one tour, particular campaign, and they are just not okay anymore mentally. And so things do get you know, embellished and, and blown out of proportion. But there, these two entities, you know, one asked me to interview her. The other guy's like, whoa, wait a minute. And they've just been going at it for the past couple of weeks now on my Twitter feed. And I'd really like to get to the bottom of it because it's, it's just another indicator of how two people who can start out on the same team, who can start out wanting to do something great, you know, end up at odds. Isn't that what we see right now in politics? We've got Republicans tearing at each other here in the state of Georgia. If you think politics are still local, you are blind because they're not. But it does start with you. Do you realize you have delegates who are about to, you know, they're sifting through delegates right now who are going to go to county and state conventions and ultimately the national convention who are going to decide your political future? I don't think you realize that. It's not just as simple as you show up and vote for the president. Excuse me. You have people who represent your voice, and these are people who actually get out of bed on a Saturday, and some of them don't. Some of them, it's just who you know, especially in the South. You know, it is quid pro quo. It is politics 101, baby. And if you're not willing to get out of bed and go, you know, as my my love says, press some flesh, then um, on a Saturday morning whenever everyone else is chilling out in bed and just tweeting about politics, you're kind of left in the dust a little bit. I'm just going to tell you, your future is going to be left up to other people. So, you know, get involved. But it's amazing how we can end up, uh, Mark Levin, just this morning, um, or yesterday, rather, tweeting, you know, it, Mitch McConnell's at it with regard to Representative Doug Collins coming after him in the Georgia Senate race. You've got the party. Eh, the party's divided. The voters don't seem to be divided. Voters I'm hearing from initially had a little bit of confusion, but with every single ad, I mean, it's amazing how this works because identity politics tends to work um, more often than not. So if you're a female, you've kind of got a leg up if you're contending with male opposition because the male opposition knows that women are kind of hands off to an extent. Like you can't go full bore like you would on a male political opponent. You can't because it's too easy for a female to play that card. The woe is me, you know, the puss in boots card. So, um, yeah. But with regard to the uh, to the Collins and Leffler, you know, just fight that we see, the mudslinging that we see going on, what I'm hearing from voters is that they, they're they tired of seeing an ad every five seconds that smears Doug Collins. And for them, every ad they see 
is more reason that they that's all the evidence they need to know that there's a lot of money behind this campaign. And it's actually it's really unfortunate, I'll tell you, because it doesn't give people an opportunity to really get to know Kelly Loeffler. When your money's out in front of you like that, you don't get to know the candidate as well. And especially when that money's being spent on sliming the other candidate more than reaching out to the constituency. And I'm not talking about just grassroots people, you guys. I'm talking about voters. There's only a small portion of people who are actually grassroots who get who get up on a Saturday and go do their thing. It's important, but just word to the wise, I think it's it's bad optics, it's bad politics. And but if you think it's if you think politics are local, you are way behind the times. So you've got Mitch McConnell jockeying for Kelly Loeffler. I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot of shell gaming going on right now just within politics. And I'm not I've not endorsed either candidate. I would love to be able to bring to you and and as would my entire station, uh, Senator Kelly Loeffler. We just have not been successful. I'm sorry. I got more emails yesterday about that. Why do you always have Doug Collins on? Well, because he's the only one who will respond to an interview request. And he is very excited about speaking with our audience um, who's comprised of the majority of his constituency. So that's why. It's nothing personal. It's certainly not a, a conspiracy on our part. It just hasn't happened. So at any rate, I got to run. But cover your mouth and nose by keeping your fingers out of them. <laughs> I got to practice that as I'm like all up in my eyeballs with my contact issue. Uh, where can people go, Mr. P, to keep up with like cdc.gov, you know, you can keep up with the like minute to minute uh, issues around the coronavirus. So, you know, keep apprised of these things. It's not enough to just make fun. It's really not. Be good to your neighbor beginning your own mirror. Remember, if you're American, act like one. <laughs>